So welcome to starting over. I think this is show number three. Just as a bit of a uh, housekeeping note, we said we were going to do this weekly, and we did, but we didn't realize in the last, second show when we added full music episodes to the podcast, it only played on Spotify, and that didn't work for us because our listeners are not right now aren't on Spotify. So we changed it and uh, took the music out and then relaunched that episode so it would go out to your favorite podcast player so you could listen to it. And so thanks for listening. We've got uh, a number of people listening. We appreciate that. So today, this is about the year 2021, and it's about this episode we want to talk about unraveling your pandemic puzzle. Now, this is going to be a four-part episode. Part one, we're going to be talking about creating uh, forward movement is all about shaping your mindset, and we'll get into that in the first part. Part two, we're going to be talking about how your own point of view, we're going to explain how your frame of reference or your point of view, you need to look at it. If you're looking at it from a business perspective, you need to look at it through the lens of your customer as well as yourself as a business owner. In part three, we're going to be talking about Business Models 101, which is basically all about the, a business model is basically how you create an exper- a profitable an experience for your customer that's also profitable. And in part four, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of things, some models around things that we've been thinking about and observing about what's changed in this during the year 2020 and how the fear of missing out isn't, isn't really a thing anymore and that we have two models we want to present to help you create, a, it's called layers of confidence. Then another model we have around um, uh, the, the, the fact that we don't really understand uh, what's going on uh, in our world. So that's just kind of a quick overview, although it's taken two and a half minutes to do that. But uh, we just want you to, we'll try to put the timestamps in here. So if there's a particular, I'll put the timestamps in the show notes. So if you want to jump ahead, to a particular section, you can do that. This this will probably be a little longer show, perhaps we don't know, uh, but we just wanted to let you know what you're what you're diving into. So hang on, here comes part one. <laughs> All right, so here we are talking about part one, which is about creating forward movement which is all about shaping your own frame of reference what we call frame of reference or another way of thinking about it is point of view but it's really about shaping your conscious mindset so this is for really anyone we're going to be speaking about this from a business owner's perspective to a certain degree but whether you're an employee or you're working on your second act like you know maybe you're Maybe going into retirement this year, or maybe you went into retirement in 2020, uh, kind of like the official cross the line, age-wise, like I did in 2020. Or, yeah, you may be going into business because you're changing a career, or maybe your children have grown up, 
and you're an empty nester and you're ready to get on with a career. Right. Um, so the second act might be uh, many things. Exactly. So we're in our second act too. And by the way, my name's Greg Dixon. And that other voice you just heard was Amethyst my, Dixon. Amethyst. Uh, we should, they forgot to introduce ourselves. <laughs> um, but yeah, you make that's a good point. There's lots of different second acts. Uh, a lot of, you know, I think the whole world's going through a gigantic second act crisis right now. Mm -hmm. We've got all this stuff that's happening. It's really interesting. We went back through some of our older episodes, Amy, today. Yeah. And we came across uh, one episode from. We put out uh, in November of 2018. That was right. That was when we were first starting. Getting ready for 2019, mm -hmm. and we That's talked true. about we talked about chasing happiness versus meaning, and mm -hmm. uh, it, it was amazing the amount of traction it got. We were just we were shocked to look at how popular that particular show was, and so we it kind of brought it forward in terms of starting over in 2021. Uh, we thought, like, okay, if we're going to talk about it in the context of 2021, we have to talk about, you know, chasing happiness versus me. What's the difference? So we're going to talk about, we're going to dive into that now. Uh, and I just got really a personal story. Uh, just real quickly, I've been through lots of economic adjustments over the course of my lifetime, you know, and I won't go into the nitty gritty details, but I think. I've seen six major economic or uh, financial crises in the world or in my own life over the course of my lifetime. And I've, I've uh, always managed to pivot my way out of it and figure it out. But this one, it really, it really was puzzling to me until the last couple of days when I began, I, re I forget where I read, read it, uh, I think a psychologist was talking about that it's important, some article I read, it's important to understand the difference between when you're mulling something over versus obsessing over it. And so, and sometimes when we, if we're mulling, when, I'm, when, I, when I've been caught up in mulling, saying, holy crap, I've, I've been through a lot of different financial business crises in my life but I've never faced a crisis where your entire business your the demand for your business evaporated where there's no where there's the market demand is so unpredictable because of COVID-19 the lockdowns and health measures and all that it was really confusing and so I found myself just kind of mulling and mulling and mulling and mulling right and mulling is um it's something that you think about deeply mm. at an at a length mm -hmm. um and we learn a lot from um the time that we spend mulling um and that's different than obsessing well okay um obsessing is like uh um you can't you're in storytelling and you're you got this self-talk going on and and you can't get it out of your mind and you keep going over and over like a hamster on a wheel um sounds like a lot of judgment projection probably yeah and i think mulling well i mean mulling um you can also get stuck in that dark side sure. of it too um yeah 
but when we can look at it as an observer mm. and take a look at what happened, what is going on, the circumstances, and go through the process of learning about what's happening. Right. So. But I think that, you know, something you just said just triggered in me that the other trap I got caught up in is I was kind of waiting for things to get back to normal. Mm. <laughs> and every single day it's like, what's the surprise going to be today? What's the new news about whatever? Now we got vaccines. Now we don't have vaccines because they're paused. And <laughs> right. And we can mull over um, something uh, looking at all the, our losses and what didn't work, or we can mull over the various possibilities. Very good point. So that brings up the um, point about consuming versus coasting. Yeah. You know, we can spend time um, coasting and thinking about everything that went wrong and what's not going right and how your hands are tied and your business is falling or shrinking or it may be expanding. Um, or you're in lockdown and you're bored out of your skin, so you're, you're doing something just to keep yourself busy. Or you're sleeping a lot, or you're binging on Netflix, or you're listening to great podcasts like this one. <laughs> yeah, so that's consuming and coasting and just sort of getting yourself through. Um, right. You know, kind of like a, um, a diversion, just something to keep you occupied. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can, rather than, be, rather than be mulling over what's not working, you can take a look at the possibilities as an observer and start creating and getting into action. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because creating, um, but but that that it does make sense because what you're saying. So if I heard you right, it, it's okay to be mulling things over, to be mm -hmm. examining and reflecting thinking on things, thinking deeply, yeah, thinking deeply about it. But then when we're in the, when we're coasting or we're consuming, we're kind of in that we're not really doing anything, may not be doing anything constructive, we're just trying to get to get by, to get through, to endure, whatever. And whereas creating, to create, the act of creation is our most powerful, I think, human characteristic. I think that's where we get back into the topic of happiness versus meaning. Right. And when we're consuming, we're trying to chase happiness, those moments of light, you know, the the good stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's very fickle. It comes, it goes, happiness. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of like uh, it's just a coasting thing where we're we're chasing after the little hero cookies. Right. And um, whereas when we're creating, we are thinking about what it is we want to experience, what brings meaning and significance to us. So we're looking at the higher picture. We're looking at, um, you know, we're kind of zooming out like you're in a helicopter looking at the, the land below and we're working on the business rather than working in the business. We're using our higher thinking processes. So that's creating so that we can create forward movement and we can figure, do problem solving using, um, you know, this is our situation with the pandemic right now, businesses are having to pivot and think about what they're going to do in mm -hmm. response to what's going on. But it's not just in business. It's the business of life, too. Mm. You know, we're all having to pivot and say, look at what's 
you know, the what's normal now is different than what was a year ago. And we're having to, um, we can either mull it over and, and be sitting in our, um, in our sweats, um, watching TV and eating ice cream, <laughs> or we can, um, be moving forward in the direction that we want to go, um, in conjunction with the restrictions that are now in place as a result of the pandemic. Right. I mean, the picture that was kind of forming as I was listening to you there is about the the thing that's really unusual about 2020 mm-hmm. and will and I think will be continue to be unusual and different in 2021 is our continuous our, the continuous need to reinvent to rethink and to figure out how the hell we're going to cope with all the changes and all the interruptions that's taking place in our lives and with our neighbors, with our families, with our friends, in our business, in our community, in our government, in our healthcare system. I mean, it's it's really it's a lot. It is a lot to take on and to think about. Um, yeah. It's uh, no wonder that you know a lot of us are we're kind of stuck right now. Um, you know because we don't know what direction to go. We we don't know what's coming at us. What challenges are going to be that next day? You know, everything seems to be changing on a daily basis. Right. Um, you know, one minute, um, you know, vaccines are coming in and the next minute there's no more vaccines. Um, it happens over a course of a day. Um, so mm-hmm. you wake up in the morning and you don't know what to expect. So um, it's easy for us to just lose sight of what it is that we want to experience. Um, and we just kind of get stuck in a rut. Um, right. Cause it says we're going, we're, we're either mulling something over trying to make sense of it, or we're just avoiding and, and kind of coping by coasting and trying to get through, or we can choose to create, we can choose to try to build something that's never been built before to create something for ourselves we've never yeah. done before now that being said we're going to be limited by our mobility we're going to be limited by perhaps our income and the changes that have come about there we're going to be limited by health orders so i mean it's easy for us to talk about well we understand the complexity of it because we're living it too mm-hmm. and so but we're flirting we're flirting with the um the search for what's next <laughs> Yeah, we, it's like, okay, uh, like we've, we're out for a nice walk in the woods and we're enjoying... <laughs> Frolicking in the autumnist. <laughs> I got a whole song going in my head now. Thank you very much. <laughs> in the land of Honolulu. Anyways, I won't sing for you. Um, but we're going through this nice walk in the woods and we come up to this really, we come to this cliff edge. Mm. And we go, okay, now what? What's the what's next how do we handle this you know and it seemingly it looks like there's no there's no way down well there's even no a bridge you know sometimes we see this big gap and we right. can't find the bridge to cross yeah um so what we want to talk about is in the search for what's next i mean like i said earlier i've seen in the course of my lifetime and bis- number of businesses and the hundreds of clients I've worked with, I've noticed some patterns. And one of, 
you know, and I've made lots of pivots in my life and in businesses. And the one thing that's, I think there's three things that are true that we're gonna talk about now. And the first thing is, at some point, you have to let go. At some mm -hmm. point, you just have to release, let go of your attachment and your judgment around what's changed or your failure or the loss. And the trauma. Yeah, you brought that what, up. When, yeah, the trauma of what uh, you go through. Um, mm. What you think, the way things used to be, the way things are now, um, all those losses that can be very traumatic. Like in 2008, when I went through my divorce, my kids grew up. I had changed my career to go into this business. <laughs> With the divorce, I had to close my business, which took me, which took me two years to set up. Right. Um, it was going phenomenally, and then I had to close it. I mean, talk about loss, you know. Absolutely. Um, when you go through each one of those things, it's one, it's it's a trauma in its own way. Mm -hmm. But then when you have this um, this mixture of all losses, I found it very difficult, and it took me a while to um, let go of everything that had happened to me and say, mm. okay, well, am I going to sit here and... Um, uh, think over and over about what went wrong and what I could have done right and maybe this I should have done that and I would shit all over myself <laughs> um, which wasn't so nice and then I at one point said okay there's got to be something else I can do um, these are my these are my qualities and this is what I've learned these are my skills um, what can I do now what's next so I had to let go of that self-judgment of failure. Um, mm. The situation wasn't my fault. It, it just happened, all those things right. at once. So I had to let go of the trauma and the loss and start to look over, um, make a decision to start over again. And that was a mindset. That was something that I had to, um, it's like this, I had to make a decision. Yep. And I had to, um, the word uh, um, mm, I can't think of it it's simple the word is as simple as the word dog um, yeah so I had to make a decision to start over and right a commitment that's the word I had to make a commitment to myself I know that was a Those really C tough words word. are terrible <laughs> but you know that's interesting as you talk about that because I think the other thing that we've been hearing a lot lately in 2020 since I mean really since March mm -hmm. mid-March when lockdowns first started to happen here in Canada is okay when things get back to normal you know oh. when we know what when uh, when summer comes around we're gonna do this we're gonna do that when you know and then summer came around and it was just an explosion of hordes of people I mean uh, waiting for things to get back to normal and the way things used to be is a thinking trap it's a dangerous oh, it's a dangerous it's it's tempting and i totally understand that that's what we want but it could take forever you know um well not forever forever but you know it could take a very long time and we'd be just sitting there coasting and waiting and not doing anything yeah um just waiting for things to go back to normal again and in the meantime um you know we're we're not having we're wasting 
days days and months and and that's the most precious commodity we have is our time it's time we can't get back right correct so do we want to continue to be um consuming and coasting and um mulling over what um, the failures were and our losses and the trauma or do we want to get on with the next thing start over um, thank you that because that's the second point the mm-hmm. second point is, is is that once you've let once you let go of the way you know the way things used to be or your failure or your loss you have to make a decision to actually start over and we think starting over is a mindset it's yeah. it's it's saying okay i'm going to start over i believe enough in myself to start over and i think one of the things as I was listening to you, you know, a few minutes ago, I was thinking, one of the, there's a whole ton of stuff we have no control over during the pandemic. I mean, we, it's always been that way, but there's a lot more things happening in our lives in 2021 that we have zero control over. We can only choose how we're going to, re- we're either going to react or respond, but Right. There are things we do have control over. Right. We, we always can only control ourselves. Correct. Right. We can't control those other circumstances. Right. Um, our hands are tied in that regard. Um, but like you said, mindset, that's very important. And we yeah. have to um, change the way we think. And we have to go from being um, stuck where we were in the situation of um, and move forward and cultivate new characteristics. Right. Um, That's a good point. We have to cultivate the characteristics of being an explorer. Yeah. Right. To look for new things, just like in Star Trek. And this is our. <laughs> this is point three, by the way. Yes. Um, so being an explorer, you know, a prospector and a pioneer, and this is what happened in two thousand and eight. Mm. Um, I closed my business two thousand and nine. Um, I, I was mulling it over and I was oh, yeah. grieving and then 2010 came along and I opened another business mm-hmm. and I spent that whole year 2009 wondering what it is what's next what am I gonna do and recouping but I had to move forward right and so one of the things that I can say in my experience the many business I from over 35 different industries that I've seen the ones that got what they wanted mm-hmm. had the characteristics of being an, a, a curious explorer, a bit of a prospector. They're willing to get dirty, dig in, figure out what needs to be <laughs> done. And they're willing to pioneer and try something totally new. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that does, the, the, the thing that was different with them, though, is that they would, they would explore, they would do prospecting work, they'd be... Uh, uh, trying to analyze things and pick things apart, but then they'd be willing to take risks and be a pioneer. They never let go of their ultimate objective and goal and vision, mm. but they were infinitely flexible in how they got there. And if you've been listening to this podcast uh, at all for any length of time, we talk about that a lot. Is you, you need to be crystal clear about where you want to go, what you're trying to create, but be infinitely flexible in the house if we get rigid especially during the pandemic 
if you get rigid and fixated about how things have to be, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be painful and progress is going to be slow, if you at might all. might fall behind. Yeah. Because um, things have changed. Your customers, the way they think today is different than they thought a year ago. Mm-hmm. The way you think today is different than you thought a year ago. A lot as of an us are in survival mode. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And if you're, if you just if you retired in 2020, you had a certain view of how life was going to be. Then poof, along comes this pandemic that says you can't travel. You got to self isolate and blah blah blah. Okay. We had yeah. We had friends that were uh, uh, in other uh, parts of the southern U.S. that came home early uh in march because of the pandemic and so they've had to adjust uh, uh, their priorities so again um, sometimes it means getting out of our comfort zone if we're going to be pioneering forward um, exploring what's (laughs) next we have to get out of our comfort zone and we have to put our foot forward and we can't be knowing what the end result is going to be in order to take that first step but uh, getting into action, yeah, it requires um, a change in your thinking, and get out of the "woe is me" um, storytelling and all the negative self-talk that goes along with that. Um, decide to move past that, examine it, confront it, and just look forward to the future. Find out what your future is. Figure out what it is you want to experience. And then find a way to be, um, you know, you need to be ready and willing to make the changes. Um, it's There's many paths to get to where you want to go. And you have to be willing and ready to take, to pivot and take the different turns when you come to a, a, a wall to, to say, okay, that didn't work. Look at the feedback and say, I'm going to try this instead, instead and learn from whatever it is that happens. Yeah. It's all of the learning curve. Yeah, you talk about a wall. Yeah. Sometimes those walls are people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we run into people in the grocery store or people, family and friends or lives are like a wall. And I noticed, I just had a picture. There's two types of people that, that go out in public these days. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, there's the people, they walk around like they're wearing a sumo wrestler's body uh, inflatable bodysuit they're trying to they, they kind of keep their space right they they, they 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 social they physically distance and they kind of you know stay in their own space they kind of avoid you or whatever but and so it's like the sumo wrestler okay and then there's the prickly pear you know <laughs> there's the people out there that are really you know they, they look grumpy as hell they're, very, they're like a man on a mission they're gonna blow through and if you're standing in their way they don't care they just barge right through and if you dare say anything to them um, they have an emotional eruption they, they just like can't handle it so beware the prickly pear and I, you know it kind of gives you kind of gives me um, comfort when I see a sumo wrestler <laughs> Somebody I never thought of their... them as a sumo wrestler before my image in my mind was playing dodgeball with the zombies well, the apocalyptic yeah. zombies of covid right but yeah it's so that was a bit of a squirrel but it uh, was <laughs> but it, it, it was quite entertaining for me <laughs> between my ears 
So, you know, again, what are what are the things that you want to explore? Cultivate uh, these three personalities, these three characteristics of being an explorer, being mm -hmm. a prospector, mm -hmm. and what what could you pioneer? What could you do differently and pioneer? That's, and you might be surprised. Yeah. You might be shocked at the potential that lies within you, your family, or your business. I like what you said about um, doing something different. Mm. Um, that is something that's really valuable when in the middle of this pandemic in business um, is looking at what the needs are of the consumer and seeing what you can supply that right where, where's where's the gap and what yep. can you supply um, to your consumer that they're not getting somewhere else or what's the problem that you didn't that solved. they didn't have before but they have now you might be able to help them with and we'll talk about that a little sure. bit later but i think we should pause here okay uh, take a brief break and then we'll start uh part two which is understanding uh, your customer's frame of reference or their point of view as well as your own. So uh, stay tuned, uh, there's more to follow. All right, so welcome to part two, where we're talking about frame of our, our, our own frame of reference and our point of view. And as business owners or as individuals, we have our own frame of reference and point of view. If you're a business owner, your customers, they may have a very different point of view or frame of reference than you do. Or yeah. in the case of our personal relationships, we have a certain point of view or perspective and our friends might have a very different point of view or perspective right. than what we have. And our frame of reference that you're referring to mm -hmm. is um, what our values are, our beliefs, our morals, our right. ethics, yep. the principles and fundamentals that we live by. That forms who we are and our frame of reference, which is our conscious mind. Mm -hmm. And boy, hasn't uh, this pandemic exposed our morals and ethics and values and beliefs in our society? Oh, yeah. And boy, aren't we talking about it. Mm -hmm. And so for any business to be successful, uh, we believe that, and you know, if you, if you think, what I'm going to say is probably sounds really obvious. I don't know if we really talk about it a whole lot, but your frame of reference or your point of view of your business and what your business does has to be communicated in your marketing, your sales, and hopefully your selling proposition, which is basically the problem you solve and the solution that you provide. The challenge is, there's been so much change, so much of a huge shift in the world, in our world, in our communities, that our, our customers' problems are could have substantially changed. So, for example, people still need food, but the way they shop, we haven't gone into a grocery store maybe once or one. I think I haven't gone into a grocery store only once in the last month. We do curbside pickup. 
So that the way we shop has changed, which is substantially different. And that's only made possible because a business owner looked mm. at the problem and the solution and how to solve the problem for the consumer as well as his own business. Right. And then they made they made something um, available to us they made an so that we could still get our groceries and yep. they could still continue to operate. Uh, while we can still get our groceries while minimizing our exposure and our risk to COVID. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, the challenge with all of this is, I was reading the other day that Canada's top banks say that if they don't see consumer spending likely to pick up until later in 2021. And so that means as entrepreneurs, we got a long haul ahead of us. Mm-hmm. And it's time to plan for that now because you know, everybody's in survival mode. I've seen this before. You know, when uh, we saw it at the, <laughs> the year 2000 and uh, Y2K, uh, the computer systems were going to collapse. And we've seen, we've seen these when we hunker down. Right, so we need to plan for the long haul. We need to look at the higher picture and say what it is that for 2021 or maybe in the next two years, three years, it's hard to say because everything changes so quick. What do we want to experience in our business or in our life? Yeah. Um, what is it that I want? And so it takes a certain amount of inner reflection to find out, well, what are my values and beliefs um, and what direction am I going to go? What are my ethics for my business? Um, what am I willing to and not willing to do? Mm-hmm. Um, looking When you look at these things, it helps to shape what direction you're going to go right over and the long haul exactly right and the thing that's important is that's change is the covid what we call it the covid context yes. and more than ever as a business owner or a business leader or the leader in your family our job is to create confidence and clarity so uh, let me try to talk you through an idea that we have that I can been kind of playing with. I think that we're all facing a clarity gap. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Grand Canyon. It's this gigantic crack in our reality, in our life experience. On the left hand side, on the left bank of this canyon is is where we are now, mm-hmm. in here and now. And right now, there's a lot unknown. There's a lot Uh, And we're continuously dealing with unexpected announcements, new change, the uh, ever-changing health guidelines that were expected, and all the different crises, the the crisis of testing, the crisis of now vaccine rollout, the crisis of, you know, having to control the spread of the virus and shutting businesses down again. The business is closed, and then it's opened again, and then it has to close again. Yeah. It's all contingent upon what's happening with that virus and the infection rates. And And, uh, we're all dealing with a chronic sense of dissatisfaction. Mm -hmm. We're we're not happy with where things are at, but we're we're stuck dealing with it. So that's on the left bank. On the right bank. It's the here and now, yeah. So the left bank is here now. The right bank is clarity. On the other side, you look across the the Grand Canyon to the other side, uh, clarity looks like what? 
is be really crystal clear about what I want to have, what I want to do, what I want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the results that I want to uh, create in my life or in my business? What's the outcome mm-hmm. that I'm wanting? And what's, wh- or think of it from a travel perspective, what's the destination? Where do I want to end up? Yeah, what do I want? Because this is a trip. This is a journey. This is a trip. A trip. (laughs) Hey, it's a trip, man. (laughs) Stop tripping. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. But but what's the experience, you know? So that's on the other side. So between the here and now and the clarity that we seek is what I call the messy middle. It's that gap. The clarity, in order to bridge the gap to get to the other side, we have to recognize our pandemic fatigue and the pandemic the pandemic fatigue looks like what confusion anxiety a lot of anxiety going on and anger oh yeah anger and a lot of demonstrations self, oh and then the blaming and the shaming and the guilt yeah. of oneself and others yep yeah. and when we see somebody not wearing a mask we're instantly are judging them mm-hmm. and then uh, you know the whole guilt the guilt game and so it, it's exhausting that that's what yeah. we have we have to get through this messy middle part to get to clarity well how do we do that well we think that there's i want you to imagine a triangle for a second okay so on the left hand side of the triangle is something we call emotional anchors and uh, I'll explain what that is in a minute. So on the left-hand side of the triangle, we got emotional anchors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go flat across the top. Uh, on the right-hand side is our judgment and expectations. And the bottom of the triangle is our attachments. So these can be locked. The attachment locks us in to... <laughs> it just locks us up, okay? Emotional anchors, it's like we, when we start chasing that confusion, anxiety, or anger, or guilt, or blame that we talked about earlier, those become, if we, if we anchor into them and stay there, we're never going to get to the other side. No. In the same way, on the right-hand side, judgment and expectation, I have an expectation that things are going to get back to normal. Or I have a judgment that... Uh, you know, the government isn't treating us right, that, you know, or whatever it might or be. Or it might be, I just can't do this. I'm not capable of this. Um, mm. You know, my business, it was going well. This is, um, now I can't, uh, I can't do this. I have no answers. Very um, good point. So you judge yourself as that things were going well, but now. Yeah, and I can't do this. Well. I need to close up or, right. um, you know, I can't handle this. And you end up getting um, having anxiety mm-hmm. as a result of it um, because you're you're guilting yourself and yep. you're shaming yourself and then you're feeling anger you know that yep. this has come about and that and you're making yourself angry by um, judging yourself and um, yeah so Amy's taking us for a little tour around the triangle now yeah <laughs> so from you, you talked about emotional anchors mm-hmm. and then you talked about self-judgment Mm-hmm. But attachment is being rigid at a time when we need to be flexible. 
-hmm. when we need to be malleable, we need to be curious, we need to be open. Attachment tends to be, is a closed lock. Okay, when we get attached to things being a certain way, insisting that things have to be a certain way, during a pandemic, it, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. You're gonna experience pain. You're gonna experience fatigue. How could you not? Because we're talking about a business. Yeah. If we look at it from the aspect of personal. Okay. Um, All right. And life. Good idea. Um, just trying to think of a scenario. Can you come up with one? A personal situation? Yeah, it's that we can run with. Well, it's like... Um, crisis, uh, you're in a crisis. Uh, I, you know, I can't work. Because okay. I, I'm... Uh, let's say I'm in the, the restaurant business. I'm a server in the restaurant in the restaurant or industry. Or a hairdresser. Yeah. Or a hairdresser. Yeah. Even personal services. Okay. So um, that's your current circumstance, right? Yep. And situation. Um, and in order to... Uh, reach clarity about how you're going to pivot and how you're going to work with the situation. We need to bridge that um, that gap and the pandemic fatigue. So, which means you have to, to take a, go ahead. We have to take a look. Yeah, you got to unlock unlock attachment attachment, and you have to take a look as an observer without a, the attachment to the emotions yep. um, and your emotional anchors and. Mm -hmm take a look at the situation for what it is and how you're feeling. And um, I mean, rightly so, we're, we're feeling confusion and anxiety and anger. Those are all natural uh, things that evolve as a result of what we're going through. Mm -hmm. But we also need to take a look at the implications if we continue to think that way. And what happens if we don't move forward? What might happen if we do move forward? Right. And then we look forward to the opportunities that are there. And we say to ourselves, what's next? And when we can get to that point, we can jump over the, the pandemic fatigue because we've gotten ourselves motivated. We're yeah. excited. Um, there's this catalyst or this spark that's, that has you curious. And I right. like how you said that open and curious. What is next? What's available yeah. to me? What can I do? Um, well, when, 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 as you were talking there, I was imagining this triangle we're talking about mm -hmm. of the emotional anchors on the left, judgment and expectation on the right, and at the bottom is attachment. Mm -hmm. The thing about this triangle is if, is, if you deal with any one of these things, the whole triangle collapses. If you unlock your attachments, it all collapses. If you're able to see and observe your judgments and expectations, the triangle collapses. If you can acknowledge your emotional anchors where you're kind of stuck and dug in and you are, the moment you acknowledge it and say, okay, maybe I need to let that go, poof, the whole, this rigid triangle mm -hmm. all collapses and it gets you to the other side because then you can start climbing the cliff on the other side towards clarity. Because as long as we stay in the triangle, we stay stuck. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I was just thinking <clears throat> of a, um, a very specific scenario. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I'll use my own example. Okay. Um, 
of uh, the COVID weight gain. Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about that weight gain thing. I got my sumo suit on now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm a lot um, bigger. <laughs> so we have this... Um, my situation is that I have gained the weight that I worked so hard during the summer to lose. Right. And I'm taking a look at um, my, I'm dissatisfied what mm -hmm. the result has been as a result of um, uh, my choices that I've made <clears throat> right. since the COVID began. And I have to, I'm, I needed to understand um, this gap of what's going on inside me. Mm. What is it that I'm thinking that affected my actions and got me out of that fitness right. um, way of thinking that I had during the summer, you know, walk and keep get good energy and keep my, my, my body limber because yep. um, I have the fibromyalgia. Um, all that stuff and then naturally eating properly mm -hmm. and healthy I mean properly um, <laughs> proper he, go ahead eat improper <laughs> eat improper <laughs> eat, eat, eat. when I grew up putting your elbows on the table was eating improper <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> oh. so um, yeah so eating healthy and yep. that something that uh, um, coincides with my experience of wanting to get back get my my um, back into shape and so yeah, anyway that was my thing COVID came along and then some self-talk started right right I started comfort eating and saying well I'm gonna put this on hold as long as I can just hold and maintain my weight I'm good I'm not gonna try and lose any more weight now right? that sounds like the messy middle yeah so I had a lot of anger going on that mm. I couldn't go just walk the mall or do what it is I wanted to do the same way I was always doing it right. and I had a lot of anxiety about the COVID and um, yeah. virus and catching it well, I, and confused over now what what am I going to do how am I going to keep myself um, exercising and eating healthy um, you know afraid to go to the grocery store to get the groceries how am I going to get my groceries now I think but I want to pause you for a minute mm -hmm. if I could because your anxiety was very justified mm -hmm. because you got H1N1 back in 2009. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. You got H1N1 and that, and that, that's the lens through which you, at the beginning, you yeah. were looking at this whole pandemic thing through that lens. Right. Because I didn't want to get it again. Uh, and I, I assume that the COVID for me, now that I have kidney damage from H1N1, right. that I would not survive perhaps. That's my, my mentality or that I'd end up in ICU. It's a story or, you told yourself. Yeah. I don't know that for sure. Right? right. But this is what's kind of um, fueling my fear. Um, but now I've gotten to the point now it's been a year of mm -hmm. sitting around like the Goodyear blimp not going outside afraid that I'm gonna get some virus somehow walking outside um, I mean I know that's not possible but that's my mentality afraid to go outside and walk um, it might be possible but it might not be probable 
Okay. Technically, because you're because the the scientist in you knows you were just talking this morning about how viruses hang in the air for long periods of time, longer yeah. than people do, and you could walk through someone's cloud. Uh, so that that's a very yeah. real possibility, but is it probable? Again, if you can move off the sidewalk and get out of people's way. So I was moving on or wear a mask. to yeah. what happened over the year is yes. I began to blame myself yes. for not moving forward and not Good point. Um, not continuing on. Like some people did, they went and got themselves a little gym in their in their yep. house and continued to do yoga and stuff like that. Um, yep. But I blame and shame myself for not doing that. Now I've gained the weight back. Mm. I feel guilty for my actions and what I had and what I did to myself. Mm. So, I mean, I can stay attached to all that blame, shame, and guilt. Um, but somehow I was able to get past that. And I realized some of the self-talk that was going on was once I hit a certain size, what? who cares? What, what you know, there's oh. nothing I can do about it now. It's too late. It's too much work. It's a belief you know, that you had. Yeah. That's what I had. And right. I, so I thought, well, even if I just try to eat healthy, um, maybe I'll stop baking for a while, and which has been really hard, you know, eating raisins and nuts instead of macaroons <laughs> and carrot cake. I mean. Squirrel food. <laughs> Squirrel food, yeah. <laughs> Never thought of it that Bird way. Bird food. <laughs> I made my own granola, right? Yeah. Um, to go that with my fun. yogurt, and that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not full of all the chemicals, and but anyway, um, so I started looking at ways that maybe I can get a different experience. Maybe I'd start mm -hmm. to feel a little better. Um, so the first day I lost one point two pounds. You're not supposed to weigh yourself all the time, but. I just wanted to see if changing if, if, if it was working any, yeah and then the next day I did it again I lost another 1.2 pounds and I'm not dieting I just stopped eating the macaroons and um, I stopped frying my food and butter and so I just made changes and I yeah. and I'm seeing that there's something I'm seeing some I'm feeling motivated I'm feeling a little bit enlightened right. feeling that maybe I can do something it's I you know right and then we started talking about well maybe we could go out for some walks and get some sunshine and right. um, change my perspective Plus and my also point of view right in, uh, it's it's winter here in Canada but it's yeah. been a mild winter and and I'm hardwiring my brain to think about trauma you know mm. I'm hardwiring my brain by not going out right um, so what what Amos is sharing here in our story mm -hmm. is how you're going back between the here and now, the unexpected, mm -hmm. and the spending a lot of time in the messy middle with the pandemic fatigue, the confusion, the anxiety, the blame, the judgment, the emotional attachment. But I haven't reached that other side of the cliff, you know, the uh, clarity. Clarity, I haven't. Um, I don't know what the end result is going to be. I kind of have an idea, but I haven't really thought about it really hard yet. Yeah. Um, but that's, I'm taking the first step. That's the hard part right now. Is figuring out what they, what is a, what's possible. What what's a reasonable expectation in the pandemic, that I that I could have, do, or be, or experience. You know, that's the challenging part. Because, I was thinking before, mm -hmm. what I wanted to experience was the energy and the strength, um, to be able to go do things. Right. But now I can't do the things I wanted to do. Right, because they're not so, really safe to do. Right. 
um, there's many factors involved with wanting to do those things that I had in my mind. Uh, now I have to figure out, well, what is it I still want to experience? Yeah. And now how am I going to do that to get there? Um, so you're gonna, So the truth is you're going to go back and forth between the messy middle mm -hmm. to getting clear about the, getting your clarity mm -hmm. and then going through the, the, uh, the triangle of anchors, emotional anchors and judgments and the attachments. And processing that and figuring out what's holding you back and so I heard you let go of your attachment to certain types of baking yeah of having a certain you decided to change your experience of that I have to change what it is I do that makes me want to eat those things at particular times like watching TV and having popcorn with butter I mean mm -hmm. if I can't have popcorn without butter then I won't eat popcorn at all because it's one of my weaknesses, right? Okay. But I'm just taking a look at, at uh, myself and what are my weaknesses and right. what are my strengths and how I can develop them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have to kind of think more about what my destination is and why I wanted it in the beginning right. and why do I still want it now and why is it important to me. And I forgot very to good take questions. a look at that. You know, I forgot why yeah. it was important. Me too. And very, those are very good questions that we could end part two on. Okay. Is that is to ask those questions? Is what do I, what do I want to experience, and what you know, what am I prepared to do to get there? And so, if you if you mm -hmm. take nothing else away from this part two, part two uh, uh, conversation around your point of view, is to examine your point of view and your expectations. And make and move towards clarity because the answer to anger the answer to anxiety the answer to confusion is always clarity you know I, I I've seen this hundreds of times with clients over the decades that I've worked with the answer is always clarity but in order to get clarity you gotta go through the messy middle of looking at the judgments you have and the expectations you have the emotional anchors that you've invested in, the stories you've told yourself, and your attachment to and your rigidity to the way things should be, uh, they could have been, letting all that go, unlocking your attachments. I like what you said earlier about being open and curious, yeah. asking the questions, and staying in the learning curve on being a student of your life. And boy, that's a really powerful place to end Part two, stay tuned for part three. All right, so this is part three. So we were just talking about getting to clarity. Um, in part one, we were talking about, you know, shaping your conscious mindset. In part two, we talked about getting to clarity. In part three, it's kind of, it's got a little bit of a business slant to it but it still applies if you're not a business owner in that what's the experience you want to create so in the case of a business um, business models 101 course if there was one is what's the experience your business creates or in the case of your life what experience do you want to have for yourself and your family and those you love and care about and in the case of a business, you know, how does your service go about solving a problem 
for your customers and what how do your customers perceive that value what is the value so we'll, we'll go into this step by step <clears throat> but probably the the hardest thing to do in business one of the most challenging things to do is to create a business model in other words how do you create an experience for your customers and your employees or the people in your life that's actually valuable, that they consider valuable enough that they're willing to part with their time, with their attention or their money, mm -hmm. that they want to do business with you, they want to engage with you? I think the thought that comes to my mind is... Um you have to understand your customers and what their needs are and why their needs are where they are. Like with the pandemic, absolutely, our needs have now changed. Um, That's the truth. We need uh, to be able to do curbside pickup. There's um, no restaurant dining anymore in, in dining. Um, so the, the business had to figure out, businesses have to figure out how they can still um, serve their clients in a safe um, way in a safe way um, yeah. and understand their customer so they have to do a little bit of research and um, to understand how things have point. changed very good point so you have to understand what your point is you had to you have to understand your customers now you're saying you have to understand what's changed mm -hmm. right why why the <clears throat> customers needs have changed what's going on for them and what's the gaps that you could fill for your customer and for your own business, amalgamating the two. There, there's yep. got to be an answer. So you it have needs to, to be, be mutually beneficial. Yeah, there's got to be an answer. And yep. where there's a will, you know, there's a way to figure it out. Right. Now, one of the challenging things right now is that the pace of change. I mean, uh, it's like somebody said that they felt like life during COVID, during, during the pandemic. Is like somebody sitting on the fast forward button. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Somebody just stop pressing fast forward all the time. <laughs> but literally, it, it, there's such rapid change. And one of the things as human, it's hard to teach people new things. But here's the, the thing. If you're in business, the faster you begin educating your staff, in your clients, the quicker you'll create momentum. The easier it'll be to maintain that momentum. And so... Right, in order to educate your staff and your clients though, mm -hmm. um, you have to know about what it is that you want and what your business stands for. Your business needs to tell a story. You need to be able to Very market it. And if you don't have, you, you haven't got your story figured out, you have nothing to market to somebody else to, for them to come in and say, oh, I need this. This is going to solve my problem. If you don't, you don't know what it is that you uh, um, are trying to do, what's your mission, what's yeah. your vision. Yeah, that's right. It strikes me as, uh, you know, what's your pandemic story? Maybe, uh, mm. maybe, that, maybe that's, that's something I hadn't thought of before is, you know, what's your pandemic story? What do you need to tell your clients about your business and about how you're going to serve them 
and how are you going to serve their highest and best interests during the pandemic? And how you can pick, peak, pick, <laughs> I can't, their interest. Peak their interest. Peak their interest. Okay, yep. thank you. Didn't know that word. <laughs> um, for instance, we just in the mail here, mm. we got a flyer yesterday and it was about how they bring this um, particular establishment. I don't know if it was a restaurant or what they are, but they they um, now serve the public by giving you the vegetables and all the ingredients oh. you need in order to make a recipe, right? Hello fresh. So yeah. you cook it yourself, but they yeah. give you the recipe, they give you the directions, the spices, the and whole And they give sauces, you everything that you need to do it. So you're like eating in a restaurant at home and they're making it easier for you to do it. Um, yeah. Shopping the whole thing, they'll even deliver it. Um, and that's somebody who really thought about absolutely what it is. They still wanted to serve the customer and they still wanted the customer to have a um, a gourmet experience, um, but they're also providing the opportunity for somebody to learn to cook for themselves, and that can be exciting if they have some support, um, you know, from another um, establishment saying, "Hey, True. this is how you do it. These are the instructions." Yeah, you know? instead of eating out, you can eat in at home and you can still eat good. So I mean, it was somebody sat down and thought about their model. Well, HelloFresh was going before the pandemic. Right, it's just an example, it, but though, it is an example that but it, somebody can do yep. in their business how you how you can reinvent reinvent yeah. But the thing is, is that their pandemic story was incomplete because they they spent the money to distribute a free nine dollar gift card in the mail. We got it, and I went to their website, but the way their website was constructed it didn't work well. I went to try to select it. We were going to try it out. But then, because I didn't understand something and there was no support, no chat, I backed out of it and we lost our $9, our $9 coupon. Oh, did we? We did. And I was like, hell with that, I'm done. Yeah. I tried twice and it was like, it's just stupid. They, their pandemic story was incomplete. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't provide any support. There was no contact phone numbers at all. Not even a contact. You just so have to fill out this thing. They're still stuck in the gap then. Like they're, they haven't figured out their phone You're going to do yet. business our way and this is the way you're going to do it as opposed to maybe people need some more support. The, the first time user that's come to your, that's using you for the first time, maybe you might want to educate them a little bit, provide a little bit more extra support. There's no contact, no way to contact them by phone, to talk to them. There was nothing being. I could find. Yeah. And, that, and because I... I got in there and I, I backed out to try to figure something out. Well, they didn't tell you that you have, you pick your meals after you put all your credit card information in. Oh my. Oh. You don't get to choose before. That, wow. I think that's intentional, but they didn't really disclose it. I was confused and so I backed out. I lost my $90 discount. So now all their marketing is lost. It's wasted. They pissed it all away because they pissed me off. Okay, Sorry. how do you really feel? <laughs> but no, but the story was incomplete. Right. The experience but was they incomplete. they to understand the customer and what their challenges might be starting a new program like that. Exactly. You know, What's new... my context as a right. consumer? I'm not stupid when it comes to, to websites or <laughs> They needed or to pre-frame exactly how you're going to go about um, setting up an order. You know, yeah. um, Just show this is step one, two, three, four. And so that you could go through the steps without, you know, coming across a wall. 
and yeah. not knowing how to solve that problem. Yeah, I mean, it was the, the way the shopping cart worked was good, except I'm having the I'm going to give them information to either PayPal or a credit card, and then man, this is a total squirrel, but uh, but I still didn't get to choose it's the meals. It wasn't it wasn't trans it wasn't transparent enough. They didn't create confidence for me. In the it end, they didn't create the value either. None at all. They they totally missed it. Missed an opportunity. But if they look at at um, the feedback of what's happening with um, their customers, they can if they really are open and curious to understanding what's going on, they can add value. Yeah. Now another example is grocery shopping. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we've tried Walmart. Mm -hmm. We've tried Real Canadian Superstore. Mm -hmm. But we're consistently going to Sobeys. Why? It's it's the it's, personal touch. It's a very personal touch. So with with Real Canadian Superstore, they got a really good app with a really good shopping cart. They make a few change. They they pick the wrong things a few times and substitute the wrong things. Uh, and it's kind of laborious. And plus, we got to drive, you know, twenty minutes each way to go and get it. The uh, Walmart, eh, you know, it's Walmart. It's a wall, typical Walmart experience. We want to um, we want to. Uh, um, Stand behind local business. It's behind the local business, correct? So that's plus. One of the plus, we have specific dietary concerns about you know no lactose, no MSG, no soy, no yeah. soy stuff like that. And, and they're willing. And, they, and so, yeah, it's very low tech. You send them an email with your grocery list, and they call you and they say they okay. call you and say we've been able to find all your stuff except these. Could we substitute this? Yeah. Oh, by the way, could you add this? Yeah. They've been very flexible and very supportive and very much more personal. Plus, dynamic they always experience. give me a flower. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's good. Well, they give you a flower. Yeah. I go pick it up and Amy you pick gets it the up flower. and I get the flower. Pretty flower. Pretty flower. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's the thing is that. Uh, you have to create a proactive training program to give your staff the communications training so they can succeed during this COVID conundrum. Well, if they're stuck in the messy middle, their staff. Yeah, you're really. And how, you know, your business is as good as your staff and how they, how they um, operate and how yeah. they serve the uh, um, public. So if you're, you're, um, you're, staff are experiencing pandemic fatigue and they're stuck in that triangle and your customers are before. experiencing the same thing of course they are so we got a lot of people that are um, prickly pears like you yeah. talked about right um, coming in trying to get their needs met um, yeah. they're they don't don't maybe understand your business model and the um, staff may not be able to um, relate to them what it is or relay to them Correct. what it is your uh, model is and what you offer what, what you're for trying services. to achieve right and yeah. to be able to emotionally um, connect with the customers the staff and um, and the customers because your business is only as good as your your uh, staff right. can um, can model it right otherwise what you're kind of describing there where your employees are caught in the the COVID uh, fatigue and conundrum, and your and your employees are and your customers are, that's called churn. You're you're just the, the COVID 
COVID churn, the mm. churning and churning. No, there's no butter. <laughs> and we have to, uh, yeah, <laughs> we have to look at the needs of our staff. Yep. Like, for instance, they needed personal protection devices, right? They needed yep. the mask. We needed hand sanitizers. We needed those those plastic um, uh, barriers yep. um, between the the customer and the um, employee at the tills and. Um, the, and one of the you things need to is, understand it because otherwise your it, your your staff is gonna they're gonna quit. In the beginning, people weren't raising their voice because they're wearing a mask. Some were standing behind a shield. What'd you say? What'd you say? You'd mm -hmm. have to we'd have to raise our voices. We all had to made this adjustment, and so some simple training that if you're wearing a mask, because now where we live, masks are mandatory in the workplace. Uh, everybody's got to raise their voice, customers included. Mm -hmm. So there's simple things. Got to learn to enunciate. <laughs> enunciate. Enunciate. There you go. So, you know, again, so for cr creating the way we create value in a business is the way is has to do with the experience we're delivering. And the thing about here's the the rub about an experiential service-based business we're not selling widgets even grocery stores are selling the experience right a restaurant mm -hmm. is selling the experience well the experience is the product really thank you and there's two people involved in that experience mm -hmm. there's the creator of the experience your employees and there's the receiver of the experience the customer you can't do one without the other so the employees need situational awareness and, and uh, be able to observe body language, be able to communicate effectively, whether it's over the phone or whether it's in person, to be able to continue to create a, experience, a valuable experience for the receiver. There's the deliverer and there's the receiver. It goes back and forth. And as a business owner, we need to be able to oversee our staff to make sure that they are equipped, have the skills yep. and the tools to be able to um, offer that experience or that product. Bingo. So the way you get through the COVID churn, the COVID conundrum is through good communication skills and being really aware of the experience that you're creating and how your customers' expectations of what they want to experience, what they expect from you and your staff and employees, what they want in terms of an experience. Now, that being said, this everything we said about the business perspective could also apply to our personal relationships. The experience we want our, our kids to have, the experience we want our parents to have, our family, our friends, our our community what's the experience we want people to have when they are with us right you know just as in a business and the business of life yeah, um, yeah. in the business we want to create a proactive training and give the staff the communications training to succeed during the COVID conundrum yeah. but at home with our kids we want to be talking to them and educating them Right. And helping them to stay out of that um, uh, sure. that pandemic fatigue, pandemic fatigue. Um, yeah. so that they can continue to um, 
go the long haul yeah. and help them remind them what it is that they want to experience and how they can do that and just to oversee them and realize that our kids can be pulled down there they're um, yeah. in the school system um, they they're they have so many needs and challenges that are different from mm -hmm. adults and um, so you know as a parent we can have those family meetings yeah. we can have one-on-one -on -one talking with them um, you know taking the um, the lead in the right yeah the bottom line is they can still have the experiences they want it's just gonna be different yeah so you may not okay you can't you can't hug your friends no nope. but you can still talk to them you can do zoom calls you can do zoom calls yeah you know you you can uh, physically distant you can wear a mask and you can still you can still make the connection and have fun with your friends it's just going to be different and you know and it's going to take reinforcement it's going to take re repetition same thing is true in marketing the business it takes reinforcement repetition consistency and being a role model thank you um you know if you don't practice it yourself how yeah. can you teach somebody else to follow you um you know do it I say not what I do, right? Yeah. Um, as a business owner, you have to be able to model um, what it is you want your clients, your staff to do. Yeah. And as a parent, you have to be um, responsible and showing accountability to your family and role modeling what it is that you want them to do. If you want them to wear masks and around their friends, then you have to wear a mask too. Um, around when you're out in public and make sure that the kids wear their masks in public and if if that's you know your your mm -hmm. belief and value system um, everybody's different I see p people with kids out in public without their masks now it's mandatory but before yeah um, they weren't doing that I mean what a great way to end this conversation about business models okay but it's just you know what a difference in the world during the pandemic it would be if we all came from a place of being a role model for being a good citizen no well, it's good one for of business taking on the responsibility of ourselves yep. so that we can be we can contribute to making it safer for other people well said stay tuned for part four So welcome to part four. Oh my goodness, if you're still listening to us, thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> well, hopefully you find You've this You've made valuable. your way through it. <laughs> so this is the last of our four-part series today. This is the Monday message, our M&Ms from Life Origami. <laughs> um, what we want to talk about here is one of the things that was coined a while back was FOMO, the fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. And one of my observations is that I don't think we're, I think FOMO has morphed into uh, something different. F-U-C-S, Fuchs. It's the fear of missing out has now been translated to Fuchs, F-U-C-S, which is the failure to understand and comprehend a current situation mm. it's like every day we wake up there's something new so this morning we woke up to our premier all up in arms about the fact that 
President Biden is going to cancel the XL, Keystone XL pipeline uh, agreement and that uh, the federal government isn't providing enough vaccines because, well, the truth is, is that the company manufacturing them is pausing to try to ramp up production. So every day you wake up, there's something different. So <clears throat> the most important thing we can do is try to understand and comprehend today. I think what we're saying is it, forget about FOMO. We're, we've all missed out on a whole year of stuff uh, on different levels, some people more than others. I mean, I really feel for people in uh, long-term care homes or people in uh, assisted living facilities. People in assisted living facilities have really been hit hard because it, it, it was very social in nature, assisted living facilities. And now, and they relied on family to provide them with support. Now, a lot of places don't let family in or one person in. So it's, or no people if when there's an outbreak in a, in a facility. So it, there's lots to comprehend. And so if you, again, like we said earlier in the podcast, the answer to confusion is always clarity. Seek clarity. Do your best to try to understand and comprehend the current situation you're in and then take your best shot at it. <clears throat> because there is no such thing as failure. Failure is, it, once you, once I saw this, there's no such thing as failure is only the, our, because fail is our first attempt in learning. F-A-I-L. Fail is our first attempt in learning. The only way that we can truly fail is if we stop learning. If we just quit learning, then we're kind of stuck out there in no man's land. I think that's the answer to a lot of the mental health um, problems that are evolving as a result of uh, the COVID pandemic, mm. for instance, what you said in um, uh, in care homes, mm -hmm. facilities, you know, where they can't um, mix with other people anymore, you don't have meals together, that kind of thing. Yeah. They're just stuck in their apartments or their own little world yep. without any visitors coming in and the only exposure to the outside world is the TV. Yeah, and there's a lot of mental fatigue yeah. um, associated with that. And the only way to keep yourself sane, um, so to speak, um, is to continue to, re to be clear and have clarity. Yeah. Um, constantly um, paying attention to what's going on inside. And... Um, so, yeah, that's just what I was thinking about when okay. we were talking about this. Yeah, because the the other thing that 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 uh, the other thing that died in the pandemic was trust. Mm. Yeah, the model of how we used to trust has changed. Yeah, you had an interesting insight on that. Well, before, well, there's there's like three different types, right? Of okay. people, how they trust. There's the people who trust until you do something wrong, and then they. They don't trust you anymore. Right. Then there's the people who give you your trust um, yep. first and then... Until you prove otherwise. Until you prove otherwise. Well, 
There's that one. And then there's the one where they just trust you. you oh, just okay. Trust. Then there's the people who don't trust, right? Yeah. Right. So there's like four, I guess. There. Um, I don't know if I said it twice there. They trust until you disprove or they just give you your trust. Correct. Um, well, so now how it's changed is um, no one trusts anymore and you have to prove that you're trustworthy. Yeah, it's a prove it world. <laughs> you know, like no one trusts anyone anymore. We don't trust our neighbors. Society has challenges. Politicians, we don't trust politicians. We're suspect. And even the shocking thing is sometimes we can't trust our family and friends to abide by the, um, the, the pandemic health measures because... Well, even things have changed, like simple things as greed. You know, who's going to, um, right. you know, who's going to steal the toilet paper? <laughs> you got to get, get my your, toilet paper. You're going to get your quota of toilet paper. But yeah. that's just a silly example. Right. But trust has changed. Um, yeah. Now we live in a prove it to me world. Correct. And so, um, like your customer doesn't care about you. They care about themselves, their needs, their wants, their emotions, and their perceptions. And so, especially now, um, yeah, you know, they're they're everybody's kind of turtled inwards and are trying to to just stay safe right um, so we got inside. into a primitive brain the survival instincts have kicked yeah. in right well, react we just, highly reactive hypersensitive the prickly pear well we, deep down we just want to experience we want to continue to experience peace rest yeah. relaxation Good that's point. what the client wants that's what we all want that's what um, your family wants that's what your yeah. kids want yep that's true so then the question is, is that what can we do about that? Well, we think that there's three layers to creating confidence uh, where your business and your family can become an island of safety and security. So we're going to talk about three things, safety, structure, and service. So from a safety perspective, that we do everything within our power to protect our health as well as the health of our neighbors uh, and the health and safety of our employees and we do that through you know I think that there are some employers that are insisting that employees are gonna have to take the vaccine to work there there's gonna there's additional signage there's physical distancing protocols there's hand sanitizer and uh, as well, like having somebody at the door. Like when, if, you, if you're gonna go to a dentist or a doctor's office, you get screened now. You know, whereas you just, people used to just show up sick. Now they wanna know how sick, sick is. <laughs> yeah. And so that's a fundamental, I, I would probably be alarmed to go into a dentist's office or a doctor's office now that wasn't screening, wasn't doing any active screening. You go into the my doctor's office, and they used to have somebody there at the door who mm -hmm. took your temperature. They made sure you wore a mask. Mm. You had to, you know, wipe do your hands with the sanitizer. Yeah. Um, now, when you go in, the sanitizer is there. There's masks available. Right. But when you go up to the counter, which has got the shield, and everybody's okay. wearing masks, and you 
tell them your appointment, you're there for your appointment, and then they screen you. So it's not like they've relaxed it. They've just adjusted They've it. just adjusted how. Yeah. How, because everybody knows already what they're, they're familiar with the protocols. Right. Everybody is now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the protocols. <laughs> they're familiar with the protocols. You are not following <laughs> protocol. I'm the protocol cop. <laughs> oh, yeah, gosh. okay then. <laughs> it's true though. Yeah. So the other thing we can do to create confidence is to create structure. So there are things we can do in the pandemic to create, you just described a change in the process in the doctor's office, yeah. right? And the way they organize it, the way they process it, obviously the way they process you and the way that they've organized the business has changed over the course of the year. Obviously, they would have invested in training their employees, right? Right. They spent the time and effort and energy to train the employees to create the structure. And so the structure creates safety. And I recall the lady that they trained um, mm -hmm. to sit there and... Um, question people when they came into this medical clinic she was very shy about asking these questions mm. and she kept apologizing for having to ask those questions wow. yeah and after a while you know i hadn't seen her i hadn't gone in for a number of months and i went back for my doctor checkup and she was no longer apologizing oh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know whereas before she she felt Sorry, sorry. Sorry, you have Excuse to wear a mask. Me. You have to do your hands. And I'm sorry, you have to ask you these personal questions. And you're like, just do it. You know, you don't have to say yeah. sorry. This is the pandemic. This is what needs to be done. But she needed to have um, confidence. Yeah. Her confidence needed to improve. And um, that only came with experience. Mm -hmm. And it came with support from uh, from the business. The business that she was. The you clinic, know, yeah. Yeah. So the other, the, the third layer of confidence is service or serving. You know, truly serving people. One of the things a business could do is consider adding a done-for-you service. So, for example, instead of you shopping for your own groceries, you get people to shop for, you, for your customers and pack the groceries like Sobeys does where we live. Or even deliver, like or, Uber. Or deliver it, yeah. Yeah, they'll go shopping for you, and then they'll yeah. bring it to you and and deliver it, and you pay them, and yeah. there's a cost for the service. and mm -hmm. Right. So, so the so the, you consider adding a done-for-you service. You could also provide training and teaching uh, for your customers. So, for example, I have a friend who has a gym in the United States, and when they would go into lockdown, they switch to Zoom and they do online classes. They teach uh, and, and they train virtually. And they supplied equipment. And, and, yeah, that was you the other fascinating it. thing is that the customers didn't have the equipment because they would go to the gym. They would load up equipment in the car and go and deliver the uh, barbells or whatever it is the, the, they were training on, delivered it to their home. I mean, they, they just went that extra mile. They, they really serve, serve they their clients. They had to adapt. They had to. If they, they wanted did. to stay in business. Um, yep. So and they then, had to think about how their clients need to be served. Yeah. And they had to adjust their own mindset yep. to measure 
um, whether those clients actually feel well served. Well, they had to change what they're measuring because the measurement used to be how many people are coming in and they book the facility versus you can't come to the facility anymore because we've forced us to close. So the, you have to switch your mindset to how can we create a similar experience in your home. And then once it opened up, they had um, they set up some sort of partitions. cubicle partitions. Yeah, floor to ceiling cubicles, uh, clear plastic cubicles, ten by ten. So that was it was it was bigger than the six feet that was required. They went ten feet, ten foot square uh, cubicles. You worked in there, you booked it, and there was fifteen minute intervals in between, mm -hmm. and the sanitization routines in between, using in between the very. Yep. Very clear communications, very clear communication around the expectations, around how the structure has changed and how they're going to serve them and keep them safe. And uh, it created a very positive experience. They, right. they didn't have nearly as much attrition. People kept paying their, their gym premiums because it's the experience they that counted. Experience. Yeah. They still, even though this is gigantic, <laughs> accident that we all experienced this this gigantic train wreck called COVID and the coronavirus pandemic they were able to adapt and it really was a, it's because they had the support model. of the business that gave them the idea and said okay you can't come yep. in now but this is what we can do instead and you'll still continue to experience what it is that you've been looking for exactly. and so they were able to do that and then it happened where they closed again, didn't they? They had to close down well, again. Well, they had to close again, yeah. And they did it the same thing again. They did the same thing. And yeah. the customer knew that they would. They could yeah. rely they on They spent them. a day delivering, day or two delivering equipment to all their paying customers. And aren't aren't they now, um, they've opened another business too. Yeah, they closed one, I think, and then opened another one. I don't right. know what 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 they're doing there, but yeah. But there, there's a major pivot going on. Major pivot. Exactly. So, what we're so in a way, what we've we've talked about structure. They created, they've structured the customer experience, and then they built the they, they decide what the customer experience was going to be, and then they built the structure to deliver on that experience. So they created struct new structure. They pivoted and altered the, and then they simplified their business. So. The way that you can simplify things in your business is to over-communicate. When in doubt, over-communicate. You know, make sure that uh, your customers are demonstrating that they understand, that they know that you understand what their needs, wants, emotions, and perceptions are, and what their anxieties, what their fatigue, what their frustrations might be. But this is, we're gonna keep it simple, this is what we're going to do. Repetition for emphasis. Repetition for emphasis. Absolutely. So if you've done all that, you've come a long ways. This is part four. We're talking about creating layers of confidence and uh, understanding that you're not just dealing out. Customers aren't dealing with FOMO, but they're dealing with Fuchs. F-U-C-S. <laughs> I like saying that word. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Failure to understand and comprehend the situation. Oh, did I, did I say it wrong? No, you said it right. Okay. 
<laughs> so F-U-C-S, you know, people are, just help people out. Over-communicate. Make sure you're clear. Spend the time. It's probably going to be more laborious and time-intensive of effort, energy, and resources on a per-customer basis now because if you really want to create, continue a continuity of experience for your customers during the pandemic, for your family during the pandemic, over-communicate, simplify things, keep people safe, create structure in your home. I mean, this all applies whether you're in business or whether you're just trying to keep your family safe. This core principles of this remain the same. And this is a tremendous opportunity for personal growth if we choose to step into it because part of unraveling your pandemic puzzle is that what we talked about today was about how you can create forward movement and uh, by shaping your conscious mindset about getting in part two we talked about getting to clarity in part three we talked about being a role model of community in communications in business and in life and here in part four we're talking about you know realizing there's a transition underway people moving from the fear of missing out to the failure to be able to comprehend the situation that they're facing today and how we can create layers of confidence through safety structure and serving well said so thank you for listening if there's any way we can be of support or other topics you'd like to hear us talk about oh yeah please yeah. please let us know you can reach out at life origami on twitter at life origami on uh, facebook uh, we're also at life origami on the swell platform s-w-e-l-l -L. it's an app on the ios and devices. our website and our website is lifeorigami.com and if you want to talk to us we have a phone <laughs> we have something called a telephone you remember what that is <laughs> our phone number is 403-307-8281 we'd love to hear from you have a really great day and thank you for listening bye